Hi, I'm Ashley Cooley, a birth baby and sleep specialist and mom of three. There's so much information out there, right? This show is dedicated to helping you clear out the noise so you can figure out what will work best for your baby and your family. Having worked with countless families over the years, including my own, the information and strategies I'll share are based on these experiences, my extensive training, and we're even going to back it all up with some science. My goal is to help you make informed decisions, and we're here to break down what it takes to raise well-adjusted, securely attached, and happy babies. If you're looking to learn more about your baby, gain more confidence in your parenting, and get as much sleep as you can through it all, you've come to the right place. Bringing up baby is about to get a little easier. Hey everybody, Ashley Cooley here. So I'm really excited about this episode because whether you consider yourself an organized person or not, this episode is going to help you bring more order to the chaos, more calm to the storm, and this feeling of satisfaction at the end of the day, knowing that you were productive and present. Today we're talking with Brianne McKenzie. She's a teacher, a mom of four, and a boss when it comes to getting shit done. She's the Get Shit Done Mom, as you will find her on Instagram, and she's going to share some of her top tips for managing our nagging to-do lists, especially when we have little ones in tow. So if you're ready to learn some really amazing and practical ways to not feel so overwhelmed with all there is to do, listen up. Let's get into it. Hi, Brianne. So nice to see you. Thanks for joining us today. No problem. So nice to see you too. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. So um, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself, how you've come to be the the queen of getting shit done. (laughs) Well, thank you for that title. Um, I don't know about that, but I do definitely have a passion for figuring out how to kind of move forward in life during any season of life, because I'm well, I should start by saying I'm a mom of four. Um, I, from, um, ages eight down to one. So it's a busy house here. My husband and I are both teachers and, um, I have a master's in education teaching students with diverse and special needs. So that's kind of my passion outside of this passion. Um, and I, as long as I can remember, I always knew I wanted to be a mom and this kind of whole thing started because I got to this point, um, I think it was around baby number two or three, where, you know, maybe it's typical of teachers. I don't know, but I'm a very type A personality type of person. And I was at the breaking point in that I could not keep up with the things that society or the expectations I put on myself, um, at that point, um, with kids. So basically, you know, I've realized over years of talking to moms that like, we all kind of reach this point of like realization that we can't keep it up the way we've been doing it but we're almost scared to let things go because we don't understand how to readjust and be flexible with that sort of thing. Especially if you identify like me as a, I now say recovering type a, because I (laughs) have insight into that, but I was at this breaking point. I needed to figure out a way to get shit done in my day. And I was so sick of going to bed at night and feeling like a failure. Like I couldn't get any of that stuff done, but I also felt like I was, you know, trying to multitask so much that I was taking time away from my kids and things like that. And I just knew forever I want to be a mom and that's not how I envisioned motherhood. It's not how I wanted to show up. So I figured, you know what, I got to figure this shit out. And that's where kind of the get shit done uh, framework kind of came into place. Awesome. So what, what is that framework exactly? Like how, how do you start? Cause just where you said 
scared to let things go. Like that's such, that really rings true for me, I think. And probably a lot of other people, because I've heard you on social media and on your podcast talking about like top three priorities and just trying to minimize the stuff that we're trying to do in a day. But yet where does, where does that stuff go? Because it still has to get done, you know? So we're scared to take things off our plate. So how do you, how do you do that? Yeah. Okay. So the get you done framework is kind of, um, it has kind of a couple of different parts and I'll, I'll try to touch on them today, but the first thing is really just narrowing our focus down to the top three. And that can again, be scary, but we'll dive into that. And then the second part is implementing systems and routines in your life to help you to move forward during those crazy seasons, those survival moments, postpartum, bringing a new Mm. baby to the house, toddler years, whatever transition back to work, whatever that transition or shift or season of life is for you. Pandemic. I don't know as well. That's a big season. It's a big season. Long season. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so having these systems and routines in place um, over time can allow you to kind of like move forward, maybe at a slower pace, but continue to keep things going. Um, So there's those two kind of uh, pillars, but I'll first dive into the top three. So how I want you to think about like, when you come down in the morning, and you look at your house, and you see your kids, and everybody needs something of you, and the laundry needs to get done, and the dishes are in the sink, and you're trying to get breakfast, and you're automatically triggered, you're overwhelmed, you have zero patience from the second you wake up in the morning, and you start thinking like, okay, how in the heck can I get this done? But also you end up like taking it out on the people around you sometimes, right? You're mm-hmm. already triggered from the second you wake up. That's overwhelm. And we have this overwhelm procrastination cycle that we can kind of get into sometimes where we, this is what I've kind of noticed anyway, come downstairs, having my cup of tea, I get a little burst of productivity energy. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to get, get stuff done. So I dumped all of my stuff on a to-do list and I look at it and I have this little bit of energy for a minute. And then I start tackling some. And then all of a sudden baby needs to be changed. Somebody won't go down for their nap. I get a call from school. I have to pick up another kid. Then one is running a fever and they're teething and like all of the stuff that comes up. Right. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you're back into that failure feeling of like, I can't get anything done. What's wrong with me. This is so hard. And And those are all things that there was no control over that. Like that's, that's life happening. That's going to happen to everybody. Yeah. Always. And like, then you think about, okay, well, if that's always going to happen, how do I control the things that I can control? And so I would say, first of all, focusing on top three priorities is where I would start ditching the to-do list, which is hard for a lot of us, Mm. but really just reframing it in that you can do that brain dump in the morning. If you feel like it kind of eases the overwhelm a bit, but then just take a minute, take a step back and look at maybe those top three that you want to get done. And this is how I determine what my top three are because it changes throughout the day, changes during the day, changes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Whatever. So I always used to say to myself in the moment, when I lay my head down on my pillow tonight, what are those things that I must have done? Like, what do I need to have done? at the end of this day. And sometimes it's larger than three, but oftentimes you can really narrow a focus down to three things that are going to move your family, move your life forward that day. So this week we've been in homeschooling. I've been home teaching as well as home learning with my kids and managing the other two, like keeping people alive was my only goal this week. So my top three this week was like meals and snacks that needed to be ready to go for my kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I needed to switch my focus to just being connected with them and then movement. And I'll just kind of talk about that too, like movement in my day. Those are my top three. 
now you might say, okay, but what about the laundry? What about the dishes and all that stuff? When you kind of learn to be okay with getting your top three done, there are ways, systems, and routines you can put in place to help with some of those other things. And we'll get to that in a minute. But when you're determining your top three, again, you want to lay your head down your pillow. What is it that you're going to want to tackle that day? Those would kind of be the things you start with. I love that, by the way, sorry to interrupt because I was thinking of it as, okay, what needs to happen right now? Like, what do I have to do right now? And then, um, so it's the moment to moment living that that's where you get in trouble. So if you think about it, like, no, I'm going to now think about the end of my day, what's going to make me feel good and that productive and whatever. Um, and maybe those other things kind of trickle in, like you said, with those systems. Yeah, exactly. And the really interesting thing, and I say this to moms all the time, when you factor in these things, I'm going to talk about in a minute, often, I would say 90% of the time you end up getting a lot more than three, three of those things done in your day. But it's just at first, especially when we're implementing something new, we need to be realistic and three is doable for anybody, right? Mm -hmm. For the most part. So Mm -hmm. The first thing you do, determine your top three, what's realistic for that day. Be realistic with your expectations. You're coming home with a new baby. You have a toddler at home. And what is the expectation of that day? You know, your toddler is going to want your attention. So your attention is going to be feeding your baby, your new baby, giving your toddler that attention that they are going to be craving no matter what happens. So give it to them. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you're focusing on healthy meals for everybody. Like those might be your priorities for the day. Understanding what season of life you're in, being realistic about that and adjusting those top three according to that season of life would be the next thing I would say. Gosh, such an important thing. Cause when, when we do have little ones at home, sometimes it, it, it gives that false sense of like, oh, I've got time. I'm, I'm home. So I can just do this while I'm doing that and do this while I'm doing that. But that's... <laughs> That's where we get into trouble, right? Well, and then you, you go on with that and then you quickly realize that that is not the case. <laughs> yeah, it might work for a little while yeah. and in the short term, but over time, especially with those little ones, it's going to, it's going to bite you. Yeah. I've done that over again and realize, yeah, it's, it's definitely not it. Um, so the next thing I would say is like considering your energy peak time. So I'm going to quickly skim over this, but just an abbreviated version we all have these times of days naturally that we have a a little more energy. So for Mm. me, for example, after I come down and I have a nice cup of tea and with the kids or whatever, I kind of feel like, okay, I need to quickly like get a few things done around here. Um, I've also noticed that my energy peak time would be um, like around four o'clock, four to six. I kind of have a little bit of more energy. Um, And when you take a, a day and kind of observe when you have that natural rush of like, you're going to want to get something done. Um, that's typically a trigger of like, that's your energy peak time. So when you're taking those top three, considering what time of day you want to tackle those top three might, it might be beneficial to target it around your energy peak time. And -hmm. I'll explain why, because when we have that natural rush, rush of energy, we might get, you know, dishes put away from the dishwasher in, you know, 10 minutes. Whereas a low energy peak time for me is afternoon nap time, I would say, or like afternoon. And if I was to leave the dishes for that time, it might take me 45 minutes because I'll stop and I'll scroll and then I'll see something else and I'll sit down and I'll answer a text and I'll do. So our bodies are naturally telling us, okay, we just need a little bit of time to recharge. So mm-hmm. 
it's it's sometimes you can't avoid it but if you can you can be kind of mindful and think about all right i'm going to do that important top three thing during this little bit of energy that i sometimes have in the morning that can kind of help too Thanks. so energy peak time i usually consider when i'm thinking about some of those top three i and- i like that you're identifying that as something something to identify because again i think where some minds might go or <laughs> where mine would go is like Oh, okay. So I have downtime now because the kids are napping or I have downtime now because so your energy peak time or the time to do things isn't necessarily at nap time for everybody. I'm going to address that in a second, but I'll kind of jump down because this is what used to happen to me. Put the kids down and like, it's a miracle if I had two kids down at the same time. So like, if I did, I was like, holy cow, it's a, I got to use this time. Yeah. Yeah. And I would sit down. I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit down for a minute and have a bite to eat. And then, you know, all of a sudden my body would catch up to me and be like, okay, now you need to relax because you just spent all morning like with your kids. Right. And you're Mm -hmm. busy and tired. And my instinct would be to no, I got to mop the floors while they're not here, or I got to whatever. And I would go do that. And I would be in the middle of it. And I would feel so like, I would feel again, triggered when they would wake up and be like, Oh, I can't even get anything done. I don't have any time for myself. I can't relax again. So I started not liking that feeling and realizing, well, why am I pushing against that? Why don't I just take that time during nap time for myself? Because mm-hmm. then I'm going to have the energy to do the other things later on. So embracing that those natural cues of what your body and your mind and your brain is telling you and mm. rest during nap time. I'm not saying we have to nap. I'm not saying it might be just like taking time to scroll because we all want to do that or like read a book or have a cup of hot tea. Hot. That's like amazing. <laughs> um, and I also like, I'll jump to the next one, actually. So the last thing I would say for getting those top three priorities done in your day would be to create the energy you need if you don't have it. And that would be around moving your body. And Mm -hmm. this was a huge realization for me because prior to having this kind of realization, I always thought that I needed to work out to lose the baby weight or work out to um, fit in those jeans that I have or whatever it was. And that was like a mindset I had to break. It took me 10 years to break that. And that's a whole other podcast, a whole other cultural thing, right. That we kind of have sometimes in ourselves. And I realized it was unhealthy and it wasn't the mindset I was using. And I was using working out as a way to um, punish myself for what I ate or what I, what I didn't fit into or whatever. And that, or another thing, another thing on the to-do list. That's a thing that you feel like you have to do, but it's right. So the working out, I attached it with a feeling of dread. And I would push it off, push it off. I was a mind ninja. I talked myself in and out of it all day. And then finally I would do it at night. And I would just be like, so cranky about it. That was in the mindset to have about around working out. Someone said to me one time, why are you waiting to work out when your kids are asleep? Like that, that sounds like the worst thing ever working out when your kids are asleep. Don't you want to just like be ready to go to sleep then? And I was like, well, yeah, like every day I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I Someone want. Someone said to me like, so my, my concern was like, I'm up all, all the time with my kids overnight. I, I don't have the energy to work out. And I would just have that kind of mindset. And she said, do you realize that when you move your body, you create the energy you need to get through your day? And I was like, well, it was like that mind blowing emoji. Mm. I like, oh, I didn't realize that. And I said, but what about being up all night? And she was like, well, you don't working out doesn't have to be the traditional way you think about it. And if we get our heart rate up, it naturally um, gives us a little energy boost. So 
when I apply that to this kind of top three priorities, getting shit done thing, I, I say for me, 20 minutes of workout is my jam. And I'm like, I'm going to do a 20 minute workout with my kids, Mm. include my kids, have them there, whatever it is, 20 minutes to get my heart rate up so that I have the energy to tackle the top three, but to be present with them, to create the patience I want to have around my kids the top, the energy, the creating energy by moving my body and getting my heart rate up is important for me to create the energy. I need to get shit done to have the patience for my kids. So I include them. I don't put it off until they're asleep. Ways I do that would be taking them for a walk, putting on, um, a just dance YouTube video that we all kind of dance to, um, having, I have a pump, pump up jams playlist on Alexa that we throw on in the kitchen, whatever it is, a YouTube video workout, I'm sure they love doing it with you. Don't they? I've, I've seen them do it with you. sometimes. They love doing it with me. And if they aren't doing it with me, when I start, I'm telling you, I've never done a workout in the last eight years where I haven't had a kid crawling on me, but I just have accepted it because if I don't, then I'm waiting 25 years. till all my kids are gone before I do a workout. Like that's not realistic. Mm -hmm. So I include them putting them in the stroller. Great. Putting them in, um, on your baby wearing while you do a little, like, you know, mommy mm-hmm. yoga or like walking, whatever it is. Use them for some arm curls, whatever oh, it is. <laughs> they can be involved. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> all I'm saying is it can be functional. It can be in the moment. It can be with your kids, but have moving your body creates energy you need to get the other stuff done. And mm. because you're waking up at night is also more of the reason to do it, break it up throughout the day, whatever it is. That's a little quick skim over that, but basically create the energy you need to get shit done. Yeah. So that would be the top three. And um that is just one part of this whole thing, because that's kind of like the day-to-day in the moment, Mm. tackling what to, what to do when you're a busy mom with little ones around. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's so busy. And I think just what you're saying around simplifying things, I'm kind of in that same boat of, of talking about, like, we're putting too much pressure on ourselves, especially when we have young kids, whether it's a newborn at home, which that time of life, those first few months, that's survival mode should be for everyone. And and so your priorities should be around that primarily, um, and taking care of yourself. But um, the seasons of life, I, I think just encompassing everything that you're talking about is like, it's not about it has to be like this every day, or even all throughout the day, but it's helping yourself through a time in your life or a time in your day that feels really overwhelming, there's lots going on. So simplifying it, having a top three, having some systems and routines in place to get things done, get shit done. Um, and, and yeah, it does help create more energy. Like you say, it helps you to feel more organized. And I don't even think it's just the type a people that will benefit from this, but I know it takes, it kind of takes a type a to bring it all together, but you know, (laughs) When it comes to having kids, you're you as a mom, me as a mom, and just the the people we work with, I think that this information is so, so valuable. And it's it's simple. Like it's not rocket science, but you're packaging it, you're putting it in a way that people can uh it's 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 not gonna be too overwhelming for them to and, even figure out how to organize. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I guess that the next thing would be like, once you kind of step out of that survival mode, um, before you get into the next one, um, oftentimes when we have the, 
top three priority kind of framework in place or understand it. Um, I call it like the get shit done checklist, like the get shit done framework. When you have that in place, then that's the time to kind of implement some home systems and routines in your life. Um, you're like very good at different routines that you teach um, with your whole thing. But, and one of the big ones for us, and you know, this is bedtime routines that came, that was mm-hmm. huge for me. I needed that. Um, and I came to you for that. Um, but there's all kinds of little things in our lives too, that are like systematic and routines. And I'm going to talk about how like quickly kind of go over um, how you would kind of implement those during a season of life that maybe is like awesome. not busy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the first thing you're going to want to do is decide what to do your home system around. So I'm just going to use laundry for the example, because that's one where I kind of developed this framework as I was going about switching up our laundry system after I had four kids and realized like there is no one in the world who can keep up with the laundry after you have a ton of kids. Um, so the first thing I want you to decide on what you want to do your home system around. The second thing would be think about what you're doing now and what is working and what's not working. So in my example, the thing that was not working was folding and putting away laundry. Like it just was never getting done before the next load had to be done. And I was drowning in it constantly to the point that I had a bedroom and a bed where we just dumped it all. And we were like picking through things every day. And it was like chaos. And I was overwhelmed. I just shut the door of that room. And I was like, I'm never going in there. And then I'm laughing because we did the same thing. The kids in the morning, mom, I can't find underwear. Like go to the pile, (laughs) go to the spare room on the bed. Um, Yeah. And so that was kind of where I was at. And I'm like, this isn't working for us. We got to change something. So, but what was working is we could be putting a laundry on each day and we could dry it each day. Um, So those were the things in that system that were working. The other parts were not so much. So that's when um, I started to think about maybe letting some things go that were maybe um, taught to us by society that we had to do, AKA folding laundry. So if you Mm -hmm. follow me, maybe, you know, but I don't fold laundry. We don't fold laundry, um, at our house because that was not, that was something that was hanging us up. It would take us hours after the kids went to bed and we'd be putting it away. And then I will go in their room and it would literally be like, they don't leave it folded. They don't leave it. What am I wasting this time for? So what did we kind of narrow down was we have basket for each kids. We just threw their clothes in their basket. Um, that's how we sorted. And then we gave the kids their basket. And even our daughter who at the time who was two, uh, we helped her, but they're able to sort, which is side note teacher here. Like sorting is a really great math skill <laughs> to work on. Um, yeah. but anyway, they would dump it, dump it on their bed. They'd sort shirts, pants, um, underwear, pajamas, and then they would just take that pile and throw it in their drawer. And honest to God, their, their rooms were so much neater. My sanity was saved because they were doing that. And that was part of their chore routine or their routine they did after school to, to earn the thing that they really wanted. They had to do their home reading and they had to put their basket away and then they could have their time outside or their time on their iPad or whatever it was. Um, so I kind of linked a couple, a couple of routines there together. Um, and so when that became a system in our lives, our lives like changed and we felt so much less overwhelmed. And I say we, I don't know that my husband really felt as overwhelmed with it as I did, but um, it was important to me. And so that brings me um, to 
one of the things, the next thing. So once you kind of let go of those old ways of maybe thinking about doing things, and if you have pe- people in your life who are telling you that you're like, I have people saying you have to fold your laundry and my parents will still come over and fold it and put it away. And I'm like, thanks. Nice. But it's not going to stay like that. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Because it's you and your life. And it's about what's helping you to move forward each day and what makes you feel successful. So it doesn't mm. matter what other people are saying. Um, and sometimes we have to put the blinders on and the earphones on and just kind of block that out. Um, but rest assured that it's what's right for you. That's really hard by the way to do, but, um, it, it will get easier over time. But once you um, see that these systems are working for you in your household, I'm sure that will give you the confidence to be like, yeah, yeah, you guys do your thing. We got a great thing going on. Yeah, exactly. You see that working and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, you can go ahead and take all your 10 hours to fold your laundry, but like we're done. And now I'm enjoying time doing whatever. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the, la- the next, the last thing, one of the last things I would say was to write down your system. I just like, have a little whiteboard and when we're, we're implementing something new, that's kind of affecting everybody. I'll throw it up there. But the bigger thing is communicating with those in your house. And I'll tell a quick little story about how, um, communicating does not, if you don't do it, it, it kind of affects it. So I had a a new little system, I would say for my fridge, I kind of took everything out and I organized it in a way that made so much sense. Um, and certain things go here and certain things go there. And I was like, so proud of it. And I showed everybody and I was like, look at this, look how nice this looks. And then within like three days, it was back to the way it was. And I got so mad. I was like, you guys, you can't even like, look where it was, put it back where it's supposed to be. And I was realizing as I was getting mad, but this was all in my own head, by the way, I didn't even say it to anybody, but anyway, I was like, (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, they had no idea how to like actually do the system. Cause I didn't actually tell anybody. It was just all in my head. And then I was like, I can't get mad at them for not doing something. I didn't even tell them. So, <laughs> so, the, so I made a point the next time I was putting groceries away to be like, look, um, when you have milk, can you put the milk here? Because it fits really well here. And this is where I would love if you could do this, because then we don't have this spilling and we can reach this easier. And once I kind of explained the the method of that or how that system worked, like everybody was able to kind of go along with it, but I, they're not rocket scientists. They don't read my mind. And I, right. I was really getting upset about the fact that they weren't doing it and I hadn't even shared it. So that's just an example of communication. Mm. And it's really important to kind of like, let the people know in your family, like how this might work and then get their feedback. Because if they can't keep up with that, if that's not in their realm of like something that they can do, then we can't expect that. Right. So we have to adjust. And that's where practicing and readjusting comes in with the routines over and over again. And one thing I'll say is when you have this kind of framework of your, this is the kind of last thing I'll touch on is like, you have your top three and you have your routines and systems over time you can learn to be flexible with things. So in your day, if your kitchen is a mess, you don't, in in the past, what I would do is I'd stop and clean it every few hours and then it would be back to the way it was. And then I'd be so mad that I spent the time doing that and it wasn't clean. Mm. But now I have a system in my house that before, while I'm doing bedtime with the kids, my husband's tidying the kitchen. So it it means that I can let that go for now because I know that it's going to get done. He's and gonna do it later. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> that yes. Delegate. That's the other thing I forgot to mention. It's like I was delegating now the 
getting my kids to help out in age appropriate ways with that system, which not only taught them valuable responsibility um, mm-hmm. and skills in that area, independence, but it took a little bit off of me. So um, one of the best things about kids getting older, everybody, yeah, is they can get helpful. And I remember, I remember thinking like, oh, I can't like I'm doing it all because my kids were really little. And yeah, there is going to be that kind of phase, but there are definitely things that they can do. You know, my 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 two what she's three now but at the time my two-year-old was taking the forks and the spoons and putting them away from the dishwasher and it was keeping her busy so that I could get the other stuff done like there's little things in your day that they can help out with so that they feel value Mm. because if they have purpose honestly they will rise to that occasion they might give you a little pushback at the beginning but they really will so oh my gosh how proud are they when they like go take something to the garbage on their own it's like look at me I know yeah, I love like that helping, helping with supper and things like that. Like they're, they, they love it. Especially if you're like, Oh, Ada, like, I would love it. If you could help, can you show mommy how big you are to do blah, blah, blah. They, they really love that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Having that responsibility, mm-hmm. it's their job to kind of give it to them. So I guess in, in closing, I'll kind of say like, we can learn to be flexible with the expectations that we've put on ourselves when we have systems routines in place, like our top three and some different um, routines within the house. It's not all going to come together at one time. It really isn't. And it's going to take time. Um, It's not going to be overnight, but having some knowledge and a little bit of a step-by-step or a framework of how to do these things when you are ready um, can be super helpful. And I'll say like the days are long, but the seasons of life that are crazy are relatively short. And if you're in the middle of one right now, just know that it will get better. So if you are in the stage of picking through all the laundry on the bed and you're pregnant and you're sick and you have toddler around and, uh, maybe an older kid and you're just surviving, like that is okay. And your Mm -hmm. top three can be, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to feed my kids and we're going to live through the day and that's okay. But knowing that you have a way to, um, you know, adapt and adjust going forward and keep things moving mm. when, when that se- season settles down really can give you peace of mind and ease that overwhelm in the long term. Amazing. So even right now, if you're in like that really busy survival kind of season, um, which we know a lot of parents, new parents, parents of young ones are in, of course, uh, as well as other people, but maybe just thinking about those, those simple priorities, uh, but also like thinking about, well, where would my energy peak times be like kind of almost preparing yourself for like, okay, I'm going to start figuring out how I might organize this when I am out of this season. Uh, yeah. right. Like not to say that we have to put all that on them now, but just to say oh. that there, you gave us so many great things to think about to piece together. Like you said, it's not all going to come together all at once. So we don't have to put that pressure on. Um, but there's little things here, little tidbits that even if you are in that busy season, I think these could be so helpful. Yeah. And I, and I actually developed this Geshe framework during that kind of busy season. Cause I was like hanging on by a thread, but what I ended up doing was creating two checklists, the get shit done checklist and the get shit done home systems checklist. And they're, I I'll make them available to you. If you want to share them, maybe in your show notes or something with absolutely. Yeah. Um, they're just things you can print off and it almost gives you what I'm talking about step-by-step step so that you can kind of walk through it because 
it's nice to hear all these things on a podcast. And I guess this is the teacher in me. Like, it's nice to hear all this stuff. And now I'm past some of those crazier seasons of life. And yeah, I've got this figured out, but I don't really have my shit figured out, but you know what I mean? I have a way of like figuring it out if I need to. Mm -hmm. When you're in the trenches, you really just want something tangible to say, okay, what do I do next? When I wake up today, what am I going to do to make it different than yesterday? And the get shit done um, checklist is really going to be helpful for that survival time of life. And then the get shit done home systems checklist is really like the longer term, like what can I implement in my life going forward to help me to continue to move forward when other seasons, crazy seasons come up. So mm. I'll make it for your listeners if they want to download that, because that can be helpful too, to see it on paper. Absolutely. We'll definitely be, be linking that uh, in the show notes. Brianne, can you tell us uh, where people might be able to find you? Yeah. So I tend to hang out over on Instagram, um, at the get shit done mom. That's my handle. And I'm also on Facebook as well as Brienne McKenzie, but I really love, um, talking to everybody just like I am here on this podcast. So I have my own podcast called the get shit done podcast, and you can find that pretty much everywhere. Um, yeah, I tend to hang out on stories a lot too. Yeah, I know. I love that. But it's like your daily dose of motivation you're giving out (laughs) and those reminders. I do. I watch them and think like, oh my gosh, yeah, no, I I should be doing this too. I can get out and do this. Or Um, figure out how to get shit done. And I'm just like putting it out there and being like, okay, this this is what I'm doing. Hopefully. Well, yes, because sometimes it's hard, even for the people who know how to get shit done. So (laughs) we we can all be in there. And if there's one thing I know, and I think you know this too, but as, as parents of younger kids, Sometimes a lot of us just need somebody to say, here, here's your framework. Here's your system. Like this, I can help you with this and we can put it all together. I know a lot of times as a sleep consultant, I'll have people reach out to me like, you know, I've read about this and I kind of know a little bit, but I, to be honest, I'm too tired to create the plan. I I don't know. I just want somebody to just give it to me and figure that out. I'm like, I read all (laughs) the books. I've done this a bunch of times. I know what to do. I'm so deep in the hole right now in the sleep deprivation, in the trenches of this, that I can't think myself step-by-step out of this. So I need this piece of paper in front of me to say, do this next, do Mm. this next. And Mm -hmm. that's how I felt when I came to you. It's how I felt when I created this uh, framework for myself at first. And that's why I share it with other moms, because I just know what it's like to be in there. Yes. So So if you're in that season and you're not sure where to start and this podcast, this show kind of gave you a few ideas and it all sounds great, but you need something more tangible. You will get those uh, handouts in the show notes, but they can find it on Instagram and uh, get you on your website and your podcast. So for more details, amazing. Great. Well, thank you so much, Brian, for this chat. It's been really helpful. It's reminded me to do a couple of things and figure out when my peak time is. I want to say, I think it's in the morning, but it's definitely not right away after waking up. It's shortly after that. Um, Anyway, thanks again. This has been great. And we'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks. Okay. See ya. Looking for more? Check out birthbabysleep.ca where you'll find prenatal classes, postpartum and new baby resources, and sleep support during the childhood years. You'll also find me on Facebook and Instagram at birthbabysleep. It would be awesome if you followed us wherever you listen to podcasts, and if you can, leave a review or a rating, which goes a long way for helping others to find us. That's all for now. I'm Ashley Cooley, and we'll see you back here next time.